Hello and welcome back to Tells. This episode of Tells is coming to you from Johannesburg, South Africa. That's exciting. We have a mirror in front of us. We can watch ourselves record. What do you think about that? I think it's good. We'll keep us in check. Look how pretty we are. <laughs> By we, I mean you. Oh. Oh. You want to make out? Sure. Let's make out. No. That'd be rude. Okay. Uh, so yeah, here we are. Johannesburg, South Africa. My second time here. How does it feel being back? How in... many times have you been here? Uh, once. <laughs> One major time. Vusi was uh, born and raised here, South Africa, Johannesburg. That is right. So yeah, my second time here, and it feels a lot better this time around. What did the first time feel like? All I can do is shake my head regarding that first time I was here. <laughs> this is news to me. Tell me more. I think the first time I was here, you really like freaked me out about what life was like here in Johannesburg. You had me, you had me all like worried. Well, first of all, I had to meet a couple of your family members that I hadn't met before, such as your dad and I don't know, aunts and uncles and people. So that's a little bit nerve wracking on its own, but it was obviously fine. Everyone's very sweet. Uh, the other thing that freaked me out was that you made it to be like Johannesburg is all like dangerous and we have to like keep our eyes peeled. I said that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't... I don't, you didn't really like uh, play it up like that. But when I asked you, I remember asking you if we have to like be sort of like careful or on the lookout and stuff like this. And you said, yes, we do. I mean, I think everywhere you travel, you should be vigilant and not just be the tourist with the camera hanging around the neck. <laughs> yeah, um, of course, but would that ever be me? No, but I, I know sometimes... You might, you know, set up your cameras and stuff like that. And this is pre-vlog, baby. I know, but you it's not like you weren't taking photos of everything pre-vlog. <laughs> I think it was worse then. Okay, maybe. So I was just trying to help you have the best experience, right? And just be aware of your surroundings. Like you wanted to walk downtown to the brewery. Uh -huh. Remember when I was getting my hair braided? Yep. And I just told you to, you know, walk where there's lots of people and yeah, just be aware of your surroundings. Terrified. Absolutely <laughs> terrified. But yeah, this time it's just like another city. It's like any other city basically being here and it feels a lot more comfortable. So, I mean, part of it is that I've been here and I know what to expect, but yeah, part of it is definitely your fault. Okay then. <laughs> I'm sorry, South Africa. Andrew's making it out as if I said South Africa was this um, dangerous place. Yeah, no, it wasn't just you. Um, things like I had read, I like did a little bit of research and they made it out to be like Johannesburg is some dangerous place when it's just like any other city as far as I can tell. Maybe that's naive of me. Maybe I'm missing something, but I don't what, think so. What are other cities like? You still have to be aware, right? If you go to any other city. Yeah, I guess so. So I don't know how it's different to anywhere you travel. Like I, I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. If somebody came to Las Vegas, I would not send them down to what are dangerous parts of Las Vegas? Nowhere. There aren't any. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't send them walking in unlit parts of downtown Las Vegas. Yeah, I think like North Las Vegas is uh, probably the, the most sketchy area of Las Vegas. So, yeah, but like there's there's not much reason why they would go there in the first place anyway, which is pretty similar to, I think. Every city. Yeah. Like <laughs> the places that I'm going to go in Johannesburg are uh, pretty frequented and relatively safe spots. So now you feel safe. 
I think so, unless uh, I'm being naive, but I don't think I am. So, yeah, it's good to be here. Good. What has been your favorite activity so far? We've been busy. I'm almost sick with all the busyness. <laughs> you are sick. You got sick. Lucy uh, got sick. It happened, but not too bad, I don't think. No. I've been taking all my voodoo vitamin C and stuff. Voodoo? So, yeah. The voodoo is available on every street corner here <laughs> in Africa. It is? It is oh, widely that's such available. Rubbish. You can get your spells. You can get <laughs> your dolls, you know, I your cauldrons. That no. is such nonsense. <laughs> uh, all, all of a sudden now, because you have traditional Zulu headwear, you think you know everything <laughs> about South Africa? Yeah, I'll have to put that on Instagram at some point. Got a little something from the marketplace. Uh, favorite thing? We had a pretty cool uh, day in Soweto. Soweto. Is that how you say? Soweto. Soweto. Um, <laughs> pretty cool day. The pronunciation is quite awful. In Soweto. Soweto. <laughs> um, where we did this thing where... Uh, they have bungee jumping and something similar to bungee jumping called... SCAD Freefall. SCAD. S-K-A-D. S-C-A-D. Which is, yeah, freefall just without any sort of rope. And you basically fall 70 meters into a giant net, which was, terri- <coughs> which was terrifying. Awesome. <laughs> you're so, you're still even, scared now. <laughs> I'm stumbling over my own thoughts. Uh, so Boosie did the bungee jump. I've done a bungee jump before. And uh, it's kind of one of those things that I'm happy that I did and not really super excited to do again. But Boosie got up there, mustered all the courage with her little sister and did the bungee jump, which was 100 meters off of the, what is it? Soweto, Soweto, Orlando Towers. Orlando Towers. So it used to be an old uh, power station. Uh, I remember growing up and you could see it bellowing smoke up in the air from my house. And it's since ceased operation and now they've turned it into an adventure park which you know they painted the murals there were no murals on it it used to just be a gray uh two gray towers on you know if you google Orlando towers you'll see beautiful two mural towers yeah and they probably didn't look very beautiful back in the day but now they're pretty cool (laughs) they're all painted and stuff um so yeah that was pretty dope uh Boosie and her little sister did the bungee jump I did this free fall thing which I don't know some people might say is even scarier than the bungee, but it was totally scarier than the bungee. Well, with this thing, you don't have to sort of do the do the work of throwing yourself off. You're hanging uh, that you get raised up in this metal cage inside this tower, the uh, the power plant tower. So it's like you. It was me, Boosie, and the two workers that are helping us with a jump, and nobody else inside this gigantic power plant tower. <laughs> Which is just sort of like a unique sort of experience being inside this giant cave-like thing. Would it have been better if there were more people there? I think it would have been much scarier if there were people just watching you. Uh, I don't know about scarier, but probably more awkward. <laughs> Especially when they would... Heard your scream. Hear my blood-curdling scream <laughs> as I was released. So yeah, they, re- they raise you up in this cage and then you're sort of dangling over the uh, the net and then the guy sort of releases your your cord pulls the cord and uh yeah 70 meters straight down of sheer terror but it was pretty awesome i yeah. uh, wouldn't mind doing that again actually oh let's go again this saturday right, let's go maybe we'll bring the podcast <laughs> maybe you can like insert your scream into this podcast oh that's no possible? that's terrible that would be really cool maybe okay maybe you're, you'll be hearing it right now <laughs> so that's cool um i don't know we've done so much uh we went down to durban and did some uh trail running and stand up paddle boarding just yeah 
trying some different South African beers, but hopefully not too many of them at any one time because you want to get put out of commission here and there's so much to see and do. All these activities, do you feel like you're on holiday? Yeah, because it's tough, it's tough for me to get the videos out um, because there's so much for us to uh, do and so many people to see and spend time with. Last time we were here was three years ago and we want to come more often, but just just in case we don't, it's like we'd want to make sure we do all these things and pack all that stuff in there. So it's like... But that's the thing. Even if we came every year, there would be something to do that we wouldn't get to do. Probably, but I would probably feel more like I should be working and then, you know, probably edit a video or something. I mean, I did edit the video the first day or so that we were here from Germany, but... I'm also playing less poker while I'm here, so that's kind of important. How does videos. how does it feel to not? For now, be... it feels fine because I think yeah, the the importance is properly placed where it should be. I think, which is you know, seeing all these people that we don't get to see that often. When do you think uh, you'll start getting stressed about getting back to work? Well, I'm going to play poker tonight. I'm going over to Monte Casino, which is one of I think two kind of casinos. No, here. there's lots more, but lots. those are the. Two. I mean, maybe not a lot like Las Vegas lost, but yeah. there's definitely more than two. Okay. Well, there's a handful handful of casinos. So <laughs> I'll be going to one of them tonight and I put the word out about um, getting together with anybody who's in town. So <laughs> what if nobody shows up? <laughs> then I'll be in the slot machines <laughs> vlogging about that. Um, hopefully a couple of people will show up. If we can get like one table going, that'd be fantastic. So, yeah, I'll be recording some of that tonight and playing some poker. And so that's good. I'll be working in that regard. And then it's just a matter of when am I going to edit that video, which is kind of questionable. But, yeah, I'm kind of giving myself some added space, some added time in between videos here. To rest a little. Uh, it's not resting because we're so busy. Oh, do you think we'll need a holiday after this holiday? But we don't really, really have that time. I mean, I don't know. I, I did take like a three-hour nap today. So. <laughs> Uh, tell me, okay, so I, we haven't spoken about this on the podcast yet, but I'm sure everybody knows who listens. Maybe, maybe not. But Andrew is nominated for not one, but two poker awards. What American. is it? American Poker Awards. Uh, yeah. And that's happening today, which right. is really annoying because... Well, well, by the time they're hearing this, they will have already happened. Okay, yeah. So that's happening on the 22nd of February. And that's really annoying because I wish they had told us earlier so we wouldn't have planned for Andrew to be here yeah. and hopefully be there and be able to. Uh, do you think you're going to win, first of all? Before I'm wasting all my energy getting angry about uh, a nomination. Well, it would have been cool to go either way. Yeah, I guess. Or no, you think it would have been awkward if I lost? No, and then you no. Would been, you would have had to be seen with the loser. <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, but you would have taken separate cars home? Yeah, I would have taken an Uber home. But Andrew is nominated for Poker Personality of the Year and Best Video Blogger. Correct. Why don't they just call it a vlogger? Well, video blogger. It's sort of indicative. I mean, you can sort of tell that they're unsure how to handle this category or and to figure out what they should even call it. Because if you look at the nominees, um, I'm fans of everybody that's in there joe ingram doug polk and daniel negranu um they should have just called it best poker youtube channel or something like that yeah i guess not knowing what the vlog is because none of you are doing a daily vlog but it's still well i don't think joey's doing vlogs ever 
No, Joey does his podcast online, right? Does his podcast. He does some pretty varied He does some content. videos and reviews and stuff like that I've seen. Well, like, he talks about like what's going on with... He kind of talks about like what he's experiencing with like his recent poker play sometimes. Like if he's in a big downswing and how that feels. He'll talk mm. about that. But then he's also talking about like developments in online poker. He's talking about st- stuff that happens on TV shows or poker tournaments. You know, stuff that doesn't really have anything to do with him necessarily. Just more like poker industry. And yeah, like I, I dig his stuff, but I don't I don't know if I'd call him like a video blogger, like a vlogger. So what do you define video a vlogger then? Um, I think it's someone who's like documenting their day or okay. their couple days and sort of reporting back um, whether it's like as it happens, you know, narration style. Just kind of taking the audience through the, the, the day in the life, really. So more, what is the word when you looking through voyeurism? is a vlogger right versus just education or yeah okay so i think it, i think the category is just uh misnamed i think if they just said like best video content creator or something you know that's a little bit more accurate you tell um, them baby you tell them <laughs> <laughs> well this whole vlogging thing to the poker industry is very new very too. new and the poker industry is sort of slow to adopt literally anything whether that's like rules changes or new media what have you whatever you want to call it so it's not really that surprising like i think joe if if joey won the award then that'd be cool like because i think his stuff um he puts a lot of work into it so whoever wins it i think is deserving of you better win (laughs) well yeah (laughs) uh i mean Um, that was there was no voting sorry there was no voting for the video blogger no, this category. one's like jury panel of like 50 people did you bribe somebody oh they don't even reveal who's on it until the day of the event which is what's up with your detective skills you should have found out who was on the panel send them a couple dan, my buddy dan mahalski is on the panel so, he is yeah i'm pretty he, sure he voted for me so he could have told you who else was on the panel save send them some know. favorable apparel you know oh, what yeah. i mean who's that gonna sway them that favorable apparel a sweet hoodie Right. If they just go on the favorable page and see knit all hat. the people with run good from wearing that favorable apparel. Favorable knit hat. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh, so yeah, since it's not like, I don't think the category is necessarily appropriately named. I could pretty easily see uh, Doug coming away with that award since his audience is biggest and he's been cranking out the videos. He's got a staff to help him and his stuff is really high quality. So if he uh, pulls out that award, I wouldn't be that surprised. Um, and then same with the second award you mentioned, which is the People's Choice Award, which is one that people can vote for. People's Choice for Poker Personality of the Year. Yeah. I don't think you can beat Daniel Negreanu. He's the biggest personality I've ever well, seen in I think, again, poker. it's probably <laughs> going to come down to how many of Doug's audience, YouTube audience gets mobilized to vote on that page because he's got the biggest YouTube audience and that's kind of what's important. I don't know like how many people are going to be aware of these awards. Did you bribe any of your subscribers? <laughs> You're all about that bribe, huh? <laughs> I'm in all South Africa. <laughs> oh, is that how things are run here? <laughs> Not anymore. Jacob Zuma has stepped down. Jacob Zuma, monumental. On the on day the I arrived, Jacob Zuma announced his resignation. Yeah. From No more corruption around here. That goes, for the, that goes for the 
South African government as well as the American Poker Awards. <laughs> okay, no corruption. So I hope you voted for Andrew. If you didn't, you're not going to hear the podcast anymore. I'm going to unsubscribe <laughs> so, you. So anyway, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if uh, Doug scoops all the awards. But mm. I think it's pretty crazy. It's pretty awesome to have been nominated for that thing. You know, it's like yeah, four people. I'm um, so proud of you. Oh, thanks, I really babe. am. Thanks, baby. It's nice when people who, because it's not like you pitched yourself for the nomination, right? It's mm -hmm. just actually people taking notice of what's happening in the poker community, the change with the video blogging and all the different content that people are putting out. So that's yeah. really exciting. Yep. That's pretty cool. Just to be nominated for that. Just to see like your photo next to... Uh, some heavy hitters, you know, pretty dope. Just a 5'10 guy, 5'10 player with a camera. <laughs> a 5'10 what? A 5'10 guy with a camera? Yeah, 5'10 player. But uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome to have, you know, built the community of peeps. Some of you guys, all of you guys who are listening to this podcast. That's pretty cool. That's what it's all about. All right. So this is continent three you're playing poker on? That's right, baby. Two Number more to three. go? Three down, two to go. How, you think you're going to manage? <laughs> Hopefully. Uh... I mean, it's very doable, you know. Just got to book a flight. Everything's just a flight away. Yeah. But what about the guy who told you that you shouldn't be traveling everywhere because uh, there's <laughs> yeah, your carbon footprint is too high? Yeah, someone left me a comment on YouTube uh, which said something along the lines of um, you flying to Germany used as much CO2 as the entire city of something or other. I can't remember what he said. Um, maybe just stay home in vegas and la where there's plenty of poker and so, you yeah. <laughs> and your response was well i gave him a very thoughtful uh, response i think if i don't say so myself yeah, yeah. Well, share your response with us um so yeah i mean i don't think i tend to think that like when you want change in the world right i think using negativity and saying you should stop that um this is why that what you're doing is bad that's just going to turn people off. Um, you need to replace the bad thing with a good thing. You always have to have like something to replace. Okay. Um, but uh, so basically I just told him that, you know, people are never going to stop traveling. We we need to uh, travel better. So they yeah, we need to travel better. We need to have a, t a technology advancement improve, here yeah. because travel is important. I think getting together with other cultures is uh, something we need more of, not less of. Absolutely. And me being in Germany allowed me to meet a ton of people there that watched the videos and, you know, some other people that didn't watch the videos that I got to know. And that's pretty cool. That wouldn't have happened if I stayed home in Vegas. Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of what I said to that. So, yeah, comment. let us know what you your thoughts are on traveling versus staying home for poker. <laughs> But we did have some listener feedback, which we haven't gotten to. So I would like to go to that. All right. Today. Hit, hit me. All right. So last episode that we recorded, I hope you guys listened to Sarah and Heath's interview on the last episode of, of Texas Tells. Crazy Horse. Yes, because I loved it. And yeah. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Sarah Herring, poker news extraordinaire. And Heath Herring, MMA badass very scary human being <laughs> who's actually like a perfect gentleman he is he's so when he's not pounding people in, <laughs> into the ground ground and pound <laughs> all right so we have a poker question from art are you ready yes hit me art art is a new vlog and podcast listener and enjoying both i have a question for andrew did you ever find it hard to play poker because of money this is my problem i make decent money and i'm not struggling by any means 
I play a spread of no limit hold'em, right? Up to 5-5 five, five max on rare occasion. But even when I play the cheap tables, uh, $60 or 1-2, I get this feeling of angst when making hard calls or even if it's a big pot. If I lose, I keep thinking to myself, wow, I could have I spent that money on X. I play for fun and have been saving up a bankroll to have a go at it professionally if I ever find myself unemployed. But can't imagine doing it if I feel this way with a steady income stream. I normally don't care about money that much, so trying to get over it is baffling. Any ideas? Art. Yeah, uh, that's. It's not really like that surprising. Um, nobody wants to like risk money and make a mistake when their money is on the line and come out like looking like a fool and having less money that you could have spent on something else. So I assume all that stuff is sort of like playing in your mind as you're approaching the poker table and and when you're in a hand um so it's just a matter of like finding some way to tell yourself that money is the way that we keep score in the game and it's not like it's you have to figure out a way to like not view the the chips as uh rent payments or bill payments Mm. or uh meals um and stuff like that it's just uh a tool yeah it's like um it's it's the nails that a uh, a carpenter has to uh, put to use in order to get the job done, right? So you have to start thinking of the game as like a strategy game, and you have to think about your moves as moves within that strategic realm, right? So that's just gonna have to be your approach, rather than looking at it as a successful financial endeavor or a failed financial endeavor, and you have to like go back and review the hands and then figure out, okay, I, what did I do wrong, right here and what did I do wrong here? It's not a matter of like, should I be risking this money when I'm probably probably going to be making mistakes? Because you're definitely going to make mistakes along the way. Hmm. Even professionals are. And you're going to lose money here and there. And it doesn't matter. Losing money sometimes doesn't necessarily define whether it's a success or a failure. Um, continually improving and having more successes than failures is going to what's is going to determine that in the end. So, there's no like one uh, you know, one easy sort of trick to anything like this. So, m- maybe <laughs> uh keeping your poker bankroll and your life bankroll separate so then that money has less charge. Well, didn't because he say that? Didn't he say he's, he's working on a bank right. So, it's really just have a drink. Chill out. Have a drink. Have <laughs> yeah, one beer. Calm your just, nerves a little bit. He, he, if he wants to go at it professionally, right? How does he move up in stakes? And then he's going to have a drink at 510, you know, or 25 when he moves up from 1-2. That's not a really... I mean, I don't necessarily think it's a terrible idea to have like half of a beer if it's going to like just chill you out a little bit and not impair your thought process. But it's you don't want to be using that as a crutch. You need to be thinking about these things like from a more strategic standpoint and be sharing hands and you need to get into that sort of mindset of this is this whole thing is sort of separate from life almost <laughs> like your your application of the money is completely different from your application of money in the real world the way that it's used in the game is just completely different and unique and you need to sort of approach poker as this sort of strategic realm where you're going in with your skill set you're applying the skill set and you're applying the dollars against that skill set and then you come out of that and you review what you did and you share hands with people and you adjust, you improve, and then you go back in and you do it over and over again. And it's going to cost you money in the beginning. And that's not like something that you should be ashamed of because it's something that you can improve at 
if you want to. And eventually you make money at it. Well said, Nimi. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I don't know. It depends. I hope that's helpful to Ott. Yeah, it, but, depends, yeah. If it's, it depends if it resonates with him. What, mm. And that will determine whether it's well said or not. Because he has to like already know all these things. I don't think I said anything that's novel. Yeah, he's just asking how you dealt with it, right? So mm-hmm. I drank. Drank half a beer? <laughs> Probably more than half. <laughs> but you would still get nervous today if you went and played a 2050 game, right? A 2550 game, 25. yeah. It's, but then it wouldn't, how would you deal with that situation? So here's the, here's the thing. Like anytime you're getting these sorts of nerves, it's not like completely a bad thing because I assume, I mean, I don't know how long, I don't know how long he's been playing for necessarily, but if he's still like that uncomfortable with the money, it's probably not that long. And anytime you're getting these sorts of nerves when you're doing something um, that's like new or like say you're stepping up in stakes, those sorts of nerves are you stepping outside of your comfort zone. And that's where growth comes from when you step outside your comfort zone. That happens like in so many different things, you know, like with a job interview or like you get a promotion or something that you're nervous about. You don't want to screw it up. You are dating somebody new. Um, All that stuff comes with nerves and it's because you're no longer in that sort of shell of your comfort zone and like how are you ever going to do anything or get to places that you want to get to if you don't step outside your comfort zone and feel that Hmm. terror, that sheer terror. And And there's also the thought, right? The thought you attach to the experience because... Your body doesn't know the difference. It releases the same chemical when you're excited or you're frightened, right? Your heart rate goes up, cortisol is released. So that's exactly the same. It's just a matter of what thought you attach to it, whether it's going to be the fearful thought or the focused, let's crush it thought. Yeah. So I think you need to sort of uh, embrace that feeling of nervousness and then just keep after it, you know, like get advice about how to approach these different things. And, you know, if you're like starting a new job, you get advice, you ask questions, you talk to people that um, are more experienced than you, and then you learn and uh, carry on, <laughs> fight, you advance. Whoa. All get right. Get done. I hope that was helpful, Art. Okay, it is dinner time in South Africa, so we have to run. I think that's all we have time for. Any last yeah. words? I have to get to Monte Casino. So hopefully some of you guys are going to be there. And if not, that's going to be embarrassing. For me. <laughs> I'll probably just take a cab to, like, to the bar somewhere. Check out a new bar. Get some beers. I'm sure there'll be at least two people there. Well, yeah. There's a couple of people that said they'll be there. So if they let me down, I'm banning them from the channel. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. And we will, next episode, we'll be back in Las Vegas. Yeah. For some reason, you. we we managed to miss the whole WPT coming at the beginning of March. So... Don't even ask about that. We didn't know that it was happening then. So, yes, you wanted to ask me one last question? Not really. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean, now it's like too late probably. But I wanted to just sort of ask you how it feels to be home. It's great. It's yeah. less stressful than I thought it would be. What do you mean? Because before I was just wondering how I was going to see everybody. And now just prioritizing quality over quantity mm-hmm. has made it really So if we didn't easy. see you? then you're probably not that quality. No. Ouch. No, not like that. I just, um, there's some people that I really needed to see, like Mm -hmm. my uncle, who's almost 80. Yeah. You know, he's older, so I really needed. He's a funny guy, classic guy. (laughs) I really wanted to see him and my aunt. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's now tradition 
for us to uh, walk two doors down or three doors down from his house. Um, and we hit, hit up this thing called a Shabin, right? which is like a, like like a, a little s- store slash tavern um, where you can buy yourself some beers. Last time we were here three years ago, he walked me down there. And this is in Soweto, by the way, where this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. Now we're just probably going way over time. But in Johannesburg and especially in certain parts of town, obviously the black population is the majority and me as a whitey, uh, very much minority. And especially in Soweto, um, not a white person to be seen around. And it's very like, uh, you know, we talk about like culture shock. When I first went to um, London when I was in college, uh, like for a semester or whatever, there's a bit of culture shock, you know, going to Europe right. just because you're in America the whole time and whatever prior to that. But uh you know, it's like when you're in Johannesburg where the majority population here, like growing up next to Detroit, it's it was like, you know, the, the city s- suffered for so long. And obviously the majority population there is black. So mm-hmm. as like an ignorant um, kid, you sort of grow up associating black people with like bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And so then like when you're the only white person here in Soweto, for example, there's a little bit of culture shock when it's not like it's that bad of a neighborhood. It's, you know, there's all sorts of like kids playing outside and, you know, people are just kind of hanging out and it's just whatever. So that's like pretty heavily, pretty heavy culture shock there <laughs> when you first experience that. But this time it was like so much more chill since I had been there before and uh, walking down to the Shabin with your 80 year old uncle is a pretty fun experience. And getting a Heineken. Yeah, for some reason he thinks I'm like a big Heineken fan now because I don't know. It was, it was I think it's probably the only beer that that I, you knew that I knew that was available. Right, and I was like, yeah, that one works. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Cover up, Jackson. That's what he says when he greets you. Is cover up, Jackson. That's what he says to everybody. Right. So cover up, Jackson. Cover up, Jackson. The boxing thing. <laughs> yeah, he used to be a boxer back in the day. That's why. Yeah. This is it. We gotta go. <laughs> okay, it's dinner time. It. Chat to you Let's later. This more next time. Yeah. Thanks for being on Tells. Bye. We're back. It's Friday. Um, with a Tells update. The first of its kind. <laughs> an update, huh? It's an, fancy. An update. Well, Andrew won. He won both awards that he was nominated for. Congratulations, yep. Andrew Nimi. They already knew that. They already know that. Yeah, but you know, just to Round it up and uh-huh. put a nice bow on it because we spent most of the po- episode discussing the American Poker Awards. No open ends here, all closed loops. <laughs> and I found out via Instagram a nice lady wrote to me to say congratulations to you for winning. Um, <laughs> that was cool. really nice message to wake up to. What was her name? Candice. Ah, Candace. Uh, Candace. Candace. Yeah, Candace and Cedric. So from... Candace broke the news to you. Yep, she sure did. And which how did you, you find out? Which oh. you then broke to me. Yeah. Well, you told me that we won the uh, the best vlogger award. And then you got out of bed and we're doing something. I don't know what you were doing. Girls got to work. But you didn't even notice that we also won the other award. So we <laughs> won two not. awards. Both awards. We scooped all the awards, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. 
We're not going to ask you how you feel. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about all your feelings next week. I just wanted to update the podcast and oh, say okay. thank you for voting. I for see. What I, like how you the... I like how you cut me off. There. You <laughs> saw me going down that path of like starting <laughs> yep. to talk about this, my feelings about it. And you're like, no, nope, we're not going to do that. We'll talk about it once you've processed all your feelings in next week's episode of Tells. Okay. How about that? I'll see you there. It's Friday night, last Friday in South Africa. So just wanted to wrap it up and say thank you for everyone who voted. Do you for... want to talk about the Lion Park that we went to this afternoon or no? Nope. Okay. <laughs> you did. You got everything you wanted. I guess we can talk about that very briefly. You won the award. You got a lion in your lap. Life is good. I can't complain. Life is very good. I have nothing else to add. I will not discuss my feelings. <laughs> so until next time, thank you for listening to Tells and we'll chat to you soon. Bye. Bye.